0: Welcome to China Money Podcast, your source for local knowledge and insights on investing in China. You can go to our website at Chinamoneypodcast.com for more information. My name is Nina Xiang. I will be your host for today's program. Our guest is perhaps one of the best analysts covering Chinese banks nowadays. His ideas are often unconventional, and we're very excited to have Michael Werner, Senior Banking Analyst from Sanford Bernstein & Company, here talking to us on China Money Podcast in his office in Hong Kong. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. First, let's look at Chinese bank stocks. In terms of valuation, are they attractive right now?
1: I still think the banks are attractive. We've seen a very strong increase in terms of the share prices uh, over the past three to four months. Uh, But I still think you're going to get incremental news, which will help the uh, the valuations of the banks. As the central bank eases monetary policy, and we recently just got another triple R cut, uh, I think that's going to be positive for the valuations. It's not always the best for earnings. For example, if you get an interest rate cut, it may not be good for earnings, but it does help the valuations of the banks. And I think over the next two to three months, you still have some upside for the group.
0: Now let's turn to the fundamentals of the banks. Many people are concerned about the banks' exposure to the property sector, to local governments, as well as shadow banking. How big a risk are these to the Chinese banks?
1: There's certainly a risk for the banks. I think, however, the market has overstated the risk uh, to the banks, Uh, and we really saw that last year, towards the end of last year. uh, The market was pricing in some of these loans to go to zero in terms of valuation, which in, in our view just simply is not going to happen. Um, the bank's exposure, at least the, the listed banks that we covered, they have around 11 to 12 percent of their loan book is exposed to local government loans. Uh, and on the property side, you have another 15 percent going to residential mortgages and maybe another 10 to 12 percent going to commercial real estate. Uh, you know, in our view, the residential mortgages are very, very safe, very low loan to values and there's a very good track record of people repaying these loans. Um, On the LGFV side, yes, there are certainly some problems there. I think the bulk of the loans are going to end up being healthy, Uh, but there's a good five to ten percent of the loans that I think are going to have trouble repaying but that's a couple of years out and the banks, I do think, will have um, some time to earn up enough reserves to uh, provision against that. And then on the commercial real estate side, the banks have actually reduced their exposure to commercial real estate really since uh, Beijing started putting in the property uh, purchase restrictions back in April of 2010. Uh, So they do still have exposure, but they tend to be exposed to the largest and the the best uh, in terms of quality. And the most liquid of the property developers. So I don't see that being a problem. In my view, the, the largest concern that we have is the LGFE loans.
0: What about for the non performing loan ratio for Chinese banks? Where will they peak?
1: Our best guess right now is around two point five percent. Right now, the NPL ratio for the the whole banking system is around one percent, uh, and you know, getting to two to two and a half percent over the next couple of years is is actually going to be in line with what we've seen in other uh, countries that experienced slowdowns, and you know, we think China's economic growth will slow from the. 9 to 10 percent that it's been enjoying over the past couple of years, down to 7 to 8 percent at the bottom of the cycle, which we think will be in the second half of this year and into 2013.
0: So, basically, not as much trouble as people fear.
1: That's absolutely correct. I mean, I every banking system has its risks, has its concerns. What we've seen from China is relatively good underwriting standards. I think the Chinese banks are going to surprise people on, on how well they're provisioned, how, um, what the ultimate MPL ratio will be. Some people have been forecasting 8 to 12 percent. Uh, that does not seem likely in our viewpoint. Uh, the, you know, the, the government will certainly you know, help put in place policies which will mitigate uh, these risks. Just like uh, over the past couple of years, the banks have been earning a lot of money. And what we saw is a regulator coming in place and putting in very restrictive regulations in terms of capital, in terms of provisioning. Now, on the other end, when things turn a little weaker, a little slower uh, economic growth, the regulator is going to lift some of those restrictions. And I think that counter-cyclicality is actually positive for the banking sector.
0: Thank you so much, Mike.
1: Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, Nina.
0: That's today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or comments, go to our website at Chinamoneypodcast.com, where you can both listen and watch many other episodes with other great guests. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Thank you so much. Until next time.